What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slab Stocks Monday YouTube Live here at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Super excited for today's show because this is the Monday after the first Sunday of the NFL season. Now, Nate nor I are major, major football connoisseurs, but I would say, Nate, that we love casually looking at the market and seeing the shift that's going on into the season, don't you? Yeah, I mean, define football connoisseur. Someone who like reads a million things, understands it like you understand baseball and actively participates in the football card market. Okay. Yeah, I don't do that. I do enjoy watching the games. I enjoy yes. following along. I enjoy reading a lot of articles about football. But no, I don't participate in the uh, football. Yeah, card I mean, market. from a card perspective, mostly. You know what I'm saying? Like, of all the football cards that are out there in existence, the ones I'd most be interested in to have in a collection would be like, later 2000 tops and maybe some of the early panini stuff depending on if it's immaculate rpas and i don't really have many football cards at all maybe some aaron Rodgers, like aaron Rodgers rookie and stuff and maybe a couple other very smaller things we got like a Roland jones contenders auto selling next week or something uh, chris godwin just some smaller flip quest items we picked up uh throughout the pwcc weekly auction uh but we got some people joining here big john manny and matthew welcome to have uh or glad to have you all on the show tonight and the big topic about tonight is is the market too volatile? And we will be talking about this from like a football lens, but also from like a greater uh, card market lens too. It's not just football cards. So if you are a non-football fan or any other sport fan, be sure to stick around because you'll see some cards that are moving the football card market. And then also we'll be talking about how this might affect the other sports as the seasons start to come up uh, here pretty soon. So this is episode 99, I want to point out also. Ooh. Pretty cool. Um, episode 99, episode 100 will be next week, Monday. So be sure to come to the 100th episode. We might need to do something special uh, for next week's episode. Maybe a little giveaway in there live on Monday, something like so. that. Uh, be sure to come next week, though, to see what happens. Uh, the very first thing that we've got to talk about, of course, is from last night's PWCC weekly auction. Uh, it was a wild one. Made the podium for today. Now, there was a Patrick Mahomes car that sold for more than the Davis Mills, but from like a podium perspective and, uh, you know, the kind of exciting stuff to look at here, went with this Davis Mills number one here. Uh, this is a 2021 National Treasures RPA of 10 BGS9 that sold for $21,000. More than a Tom Brady contender's auto, even though it's authentic, the grade and not like a numerical grade, it has a nine auto on the Brady, which is uh, pretty nice. And it's over $3,000 more. Nate, do you know how many Davis Mills cards are out there in existence? Well, if it's the same amount as Trevor Lawrence, there's uh, 1,200 uh, one-of-ones. I also heard that there's over 1,000 Justin Herbert one-of-ones. <laughs> I'm not necessarily completely sure on print runs of 2,000 contenders. I'd be surprised if there was even more contenders autos than there were of just the one-of-ones of Davis Mills. Which is crazy. It's absolutely nuts to see that thing sell for twenty one thousand dollars. Now, keep in mind, hype does drive the market. Uh, you see a lot of times, you know, random player here or there sell for a lot, and then next thing you know, two years later, the guy's doing amazing, and maybe it sells for more. Now, the case here is going to be pretty small odds, I think, uh, just in my opinion, and the rest of the Instagram audience agrees with that. As eighty percent of the people voted the Tom Brady uh, card as the best bang for the buck. Um, and then 15% vote for a Zion 2019 Panini 1 and 1 Gold at 10 BGS 9.5, which I love that card. I do think that's Zion's most important non-auto um, ever made. Uh, now, yes, that is going to sell for a lot less than a 2019 Prism Gold at 10. If it were me, I'd rather have the 1 and 1 amazing image. It's on thicker card stock. It's just a rarer release, in my opinion. And it's a it's an awesome card. What's up, Chris? Chris, you raced home to catch this live? Chris, we appreciate you. That's awesome. Michael Ham says Brady all day, and Evan says that is sheer stupidity. And then 
Tim says, will Albert Pujols' cards come back down or stay up after he retires? Uh, Tim, I do have to say, while Albert Pujols is an all-time great, he might get 700 home runs, and it's hard to predict what will happen if he does hit 700 home runs. It's really impossible to say what's going to happen with his cards, but in my opinion, I would be surprised if the cards maintain this amount for the next like two years, and that's, say, after the season ends. If he hits 700 home runs, it's going to be impossible to guess what those things are going to be selling for. Um, but, you know, hype does stay around, not for forever. Um, and we'll see what happens. Hey, uh, real quick question for you. Yeah. Who had the best passer rating amongst 2021 rookie quarterbacks yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah. Uh, probably Davis Mills. It was. Yeah, by, I thought I looked. By a pretty significant margin. He was at like 98. I think Mac Jones was second closest at 87. Maybe it was Justin Fields in the high 80s, but uh, Trevor Lawrence was 75. Trey Lance was 50. Like, uh, I'm not by any means justifying that price because it's absurd, but it is kind of fun to be like, hey, for one day, he was, in fact, the best 2021 rookie quarterback. I mean, there's some people who are saying based off of last season that he is one of the best 2021 rookie quarterbacks, just doesn't have the hype or uh, maybe like top end potential. Uh, Michael said, would you rather have a Brady contenders auto or BGS 9.5 2011 uh, Trout Bowman Chrome auto for the long term? Funny thing is, I was just thinking like, oh, $18,000 is probably similar to the 9.5 Trout. Uh, I think I'd rather have the Brady. Uh, very, very proven, you know, full career. Not that Trout isn't super proven and isn't super talented, but the rings speak for itself. And it's also a 2000 year printed card. I have, I have a question for you. <clears throat> yeah, Nate. What if Trout hits a home run in every game he plays for the rest of his career. Is he on a seven game streak right now or six? Six. He didn't play yesterday. Okay. So he still, he still is on active streak then. Yep. So it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be something? 162 home runs next season. Uh, and then our one up, one down, a fun little new uh, post template here. Looking pretty good. I got to say uh, Jason Tam, 2017 noir spotlight rookie auto sold for $2,100 uh, It's a 52% increase in the last four months from the previous sale in the PWCC weekly auction. And then Jordan love cards. Uh, this is the optic contenders, purple pulsar number uh, 21 BGS 9.5 auto sold for 540. That's the lowest that that grade has ever sold for. And that's a huge drop since February when people, you know, it's right around after the Packers lost, uh, didn't make the Super Bowl. Oh, Rogers is going somewhere else. Jo- somewhere else, Jordan Love is going to be the starter. I'm sure someone's super excited to pay like $1,300 for this card, uh, but now it's down to 540. And we asked the question: Will Jordan Love cards ever bounce back in the future? 80% voted no in the early voting. I have to say, which is a little surprising, honestly. If this is the lowest that this card's ever sold for, I gotta think. Not, I mean, it's risky. Don't get me wrong; we don't own any Jordan Love cards either. It's risky, but if the guy at least gets named a starter on a different team or traded. That will instantly move the market, as we saw with Jimmy Garoppolo like years back. Um, real quick, did you watch the end of the game? Right, uh, I actually turned it off before he went back in. I saw he's four for five, though. Uh, it was pretty miserable. But those, okay, number one, the Vikings are playing weak, weak defense. But the passes were crisp. They had some heat on them. Um, it looked a lot better. His, his throws looked a lot better than they did last year when he got random time so i'm not taking anything from four throws against a a somewhat prevent defense at the end of the game outside of the fact that the throws just looked good also the packers did i have small amount of hope the packers did say after the preseason that he's like leaps and bounds better than he was last year 
Um, not to say the preseason also shows you everything, but like if, if there's a coaching staff and upper management that feels that way, if they're a lot better, I feel like that they're at least better in some aspect. Uh, Matthew said, did you guys invest more to Devin DuVernay? Had a great game yesterday. I was like, when do we invest in a Devin DuVernay? But we did buy two 2020 Prism White Sparkle Rookie PSA 9s on the PWCC Weekly Auction like six months back. Which one of them we gave away. The other one I took to VCon and I traded it into a Serena Williams Rookie Dual Jersey and also into a fake Mike Trout on <laughs> uh devin duvernay aaron did you well i put him on this post so never mind we'll cover him later yeah i did see that <laughs> nice job there um and then we've got a little bit of deal action going on under 100 dollars or right at 100 deals on last night's weekly auction i uh, gotta recommend you know every single sunday night uh, we are live on youtube 9 45 p.m eastern time hunting some deals and if you do take the time to look for those under 100 cards oftentimes it can pay off um, as experienced here with some of these different cards of, you know, Lewandowski and Taysom Hill. The Taysom Hill was a nice deal. Um, Max Verstappen there. And Gary Trent Jr., that's a pink out of 42, I think. Uh, pretty nice little deal there. So make sure to join our Sunday YouTube Lives if you can. Great time. Give away some cards. And this upcoming Sunday, we're giving away a card that's worth around $300. We don't know what it is yet. We're going to be giving it away um, at the end of the show on Sunday because we had some awesome scores last night on our FlipQuest episode. Uh, super excited. And um, I can't wait to talk about this in the future for sure. All right. Now for the content for today's stream. Matthew. Oh, Matthew won the giveaway for the Duvernay. No wonder why you remember. Um, That's funny. Uh, Have you sold it yet? And then also uh, Joel says, I couldn't make it to the whole show last night. Who did you buy? That was the big card. It was sir. Well, not sir, but Mr. Erling Holland. Uh, we actually got three on-card autographs of his from Topps Chrome Transcendent, so pretty psyched about that. If uh, if he keeps playing the way he does, he might get served. <laughs> he might get served while he's not British, but he's playing in England. You don't have to be British to be a, a become knighted. I don't think color me color me someone who I uh, didn't really know that before, but now I do. I'm 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 not a hundred percent sure on that, but I I thought that was the case. Well, let me look this up. Is Alex Ferguson <laughs> British? Alex Ferguson is, yeah, he's British. Because I know Sir Alex Ferguson, I know Sir Lewis Hamilton. That's about as far as my Sir knowledge goes to sports figures in uh, football and F1. So, Um, But on to the football content for today, the American football content. Hope everyone is excited for this because we're going to be talking about the dips, the ups, all that stuff from yesterday's week Let's one. Have some Feel real free. nice overreactions to one game. That's all I want to do. Exactly. Overreaction Monday is what this is, but overreaction Monday after week one. Uh, so take all of this with a grain of salt, knowing that this is one week of stats. This is one week of card performances. This is one week where most of the stuff I pulled, at least data-wise, is auctions that were, were ending last night after the games to where if there's anything that dissuades someone from bidding, it can really hurt the cards fast. Also, Example. Uh, we don't, we haven't watched Russell Wilson lose to the Seahawks yet. So true. We haven't, we will see though. Uh, but example here for what I was just talking about this Joe Burrow, 2020 prism light blue rookie PSA 10 dropped a lot after the, uh, his five turnovers yesterday, four interceptions. Um, this is $900 the last sale. It sold on auction on eBay. And two weeks before that it sold for like 1325 around 11 to $1,200 before that, even up to $1,600 before that. Now, this card is a very, very extreme example. Okay, I'm showing this here. This does not mean that Joe Burrow's overall market's down 40%. But in the last month, Card Ladder's player index of Joe Burrow does point out that it's down 15% in the last month alone. Now, I want you all to drop comments into here right now. 
do you think this Joe Burrow sale going down to $900 and other cards are following suit in uh, some fashion, do you think this is more of a factor of an overreaction, you know, and Joe Burrow's cards should be more valuable, but it's an overreaction to his uh, performance yesterday? Or do you think that the preseason prices were just too much? Like, do you think that preseason hype is just kind of out of this world for football? Um, It happens a bit in basketball. It happens in baseball, too, I have to say, with spring training coming. But do you think that this whole football market changes right now? Do you think it's a bigger factor? Like, oh, man, you know, Joe Burrow, I'm not really confident in Joe Burrow. Or is it like, uh, oh, these prices were just too much to begin with, no matter who it is, no matter what the performances are. Um, it was going to drop anyways, and that can be uh, seen a lot of the time. Now, I do have to flip to the next slide and point out. Now, this uh, graph is as of a few days ago. Nate, we didn't see nothing here. I'm just going to keep rolling. Uh, this graph, graph is as a few days ago. Uh, 2018 Optic PSA 10 base of Josh Allen. Uh, it hit up to 625. It was selling around 600 on average, and like 10 sales happened after his Thursday night game. People pretty excited about Josh Allen. And I do feel like of all the quarterbacks that increase in price coming in this season, there's going to be like one or two that make it out alive. And right now, and that's not coming Patrick Mahomes because his cards did not really increase going into the season. They pretty much run on a decrease as everyone is trying to find the next big thing. I feel like it's kind of the two, Nate, that were one, the most valuable, and two, probably the surest things. Who are they? Josh Allen. And? He played well yesterday. Oh, Justin Herbert. So Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, um, most likely, I feel like, are going to be those those people. And also, uh, I did not <laughs> – that doesn't mean it's going to hold the whole season. I didn't get it in here, and I completely forgot to put the the image in here. But the uh, Justin Herbert NT RPA logo shield, the NFL shield, one of one, sold for $1.8 million on Saturday night. Um, that pretty much marks the most expensive modern card ever, not named LeBron, Mahomes, or Brady. And that is just an absolutely incredible sale for a card that's not associated with any event or game or premiere photo shoot. Um, and uh, I don't know if everyone's got their thoughts on that, but I wanted to make sure that obviously recovering more of the cards that relate to all your buying and selling probably. What's up, Hank? Real quick, two things. One, Joel, Tom, it was it was in jest. I actually, uh, I think Russell Wilson could walk away with an MVP this year with that fight, with that Broncos offense. Um, so I am excited to watch him play in Denver and get away from Pete Carroll. Uh, number two, Aaron, <coughs> real quick guess on how many times my computer kicks me out of this thing. Let's go with one. three. We're going to go with three. All right. We'll see. <laughs> if Nate flashes in, flashes out, we got some technical issues going on here. The OBS. We'll see what happens the rest of the stream. <laughs> All right, Nate, what is the first player you dropped in here to highlight? Yeah. So unfortunately, much to my chagrin, uh josh allen or josh allen justin <laughs> jefferson is the first player that i put into this slideshow and i hate to say it you know that was the justin jefferson was the one fear going up against the vikings it's you know can you stop arguably the best wide receiver in the nfl at least um one of the top four however you want to rate cooper cup Jefferson, Chase, and Devontae. Um, you could probably rank them one, two, three, four, four different ways, depending on the week. That being said, uh, he was amazing yesterday. I believe I heard it was the most yards receiving in his career. Nine for 11, 184 yards, a 20-yard average, and two touchdowns. Um, 
I mean, obliterated us. And, you know, it's somewhat frustrating as a Packer fan. You say to yourself, <coughs> uh, why isn't Jer just completely shadowing him the entire game? And then they brought it up during the game that was kind of interesting. I had never thought about this. It's like if you bring – if they're moving Justin Jefferson across the line in motion before the snap and Jer has to follow him all the way along, then your other cornerbacks also have to move around to cover – whoever Jer was across from and everyone's moving on the defensive side. And then you get other uh, matchups, um, nightmare matchups. So uh, it's tough. It was a tough game yesterday for the Packers all around. If Christian Watson catches that ball, I do think it's a different game just from a, a emotional standpoint. Definitely. Uh, Nate's got his 2020 select RPA of 199 here, selling for $111 on july 15th so each player that we're gonna be talking about we're gonna talk about like oh before yesterday's game and then after yesterday's game so that's over 111 and then after the game nate what happened here uh it uh somebody somebody got trigger happy and bought the uh best offer for 225 so you know sometimes it just takes a click of a mouse to increase the market pretty substantially and that's the uh, that's the uh, the risk when it comes to football and a 17 game season is that every single game like matters a lot. Um, every single game adjusts prices a lot. And if you try to time selling and you try to go auction and a player has a poor game, the Joe Burrow is the first example we see of an auction really not working out. Like, man, Nate, imagine having like a thousand dollar Joe Burrow card ending last night at auction. You see five turnovers. Yeah, that's brutal. Is I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure somebody has this stat, but I wonder if there's ever been a quarterback that played in the Super Bowl year previous that started the next season so poorly. I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting thought. Definitely. I mean, he he lost to Mitchell Trubisky. You know? <laughs> it's pretty four sad picks, when he put in. Four picks and a fumble yesterday. <laughs> yep. I know. All right, what do we got next? Uh, What's his actual name? McAvoy or McCorkle? I think it might be McCorkle. Have you ever heard Michael that? McCorkle Jones. You looked it up? Dude, it's Michael McCorkle Jones. You were not wrong. I thought that was just a complete, like, random name. McCorkle. Uh, so, McCorkle Jones over here. Um, his Patriots, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, go in facing a rookie coach, and they lose 20-7. to um, Mac Jones... The rest of the team not looking great. Uh, <clears throat> Matt Patricia, defensive coach, is the offensive coordinator somehow. I don't know. I don't understand that in the slightest. Um, <clears throat> uh, what I do understand is that a lot of people, including me, thought Mac Jones might be valuable because of Bill Belichick. But if if Bill Belichick can't, you know. Obviously, they're good last year. You have to see what he does this year. Sophomore slump is a thing in sports, but uh, <clears throat> I should I should actually pull up his stats real quick so I can I can uh, rattle them off. Um, not good when you're going up against a young upstart team like the Dolphins, week one, and you lose twenty to seven. Putting up a measly seven points is uh, pretty terrible. Twenty one for thirty, two hundred thirteen yards, a touchdown, a pick, eighty seven QBR. The leading receiver had 55 yards for the Patriots. The leading rusher had 48. Uh, I mean, just atrocious through and through. 
I love this one. Matthew says Mac Jones's value was way too high before the season. One game last year, he only threw three times. I totally remember that. That was ridiculously crazy. Is that a playoff game? It was a bad weather game. I think it was towards the end of the regular season when they were on that like winning streak and they didn't won like six in a row. Was and that against I'm, the Bills? Yeah, it was against the Bills, I think. Um, but after uh, the game yesterday, his 2021 Prism Rookie Red Wave Auto sold for – that's of 149 PS9, sold for 1,075. Uh, very similar to what sold for August 26th, so no real movement there. Um, maybe more to be seen, but honestly, a little surprised it didn't sell for way lower. I, I was kind of surprised too. It's just, it's, I don't know. I, I think for me personally, Mac Jones's value was tied to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> it will be interesting to see what happens there. So Trevor Lawrence, we have up next and, uh, Nate, uh, maybe have to look up his stats just to see, you know, exactly his performance. But <clears throat> I, uh, I just, I know that he was like one of the highest QB prospects, highest ranked QB prospects since Andrew Luck. And, you know, pretty much crowned that from the time he was at Clemson. But uh, the situation just seems so poor. And they were actually pretty close to winning yesterday's game. But I still saw him making some pretty Yesterday's game against the Commanders with Carson Wentz as their QB. And no Chase Young playing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, but there's. It was uh, I saw some questionable decisions still. He seemed to have thrown like a ton of picks last year. I saw also. He did. He almost. He either did set the record for picks from Peyton Manning, or he came very close. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember which. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence was twenty four for forty two. Nice little. Uh, uh, what is that? Uh, alliteration. Same forwards and backwards. Not alliteration. Um, uh, palindrome. Yeah. Palindrome. Same forwards and backwards. Fifty seven percent. Passing 275 yards, a touchdown, a pick, 75 QBR. <coughs> the uh, one bright spot, Christian Kirk, 6 for 12, 117 yards. Yeah. No, and I mean, I, I got that guy. Get I have this. him. What? Sorry. I was going to say, I have him both of my fantasy teams. <laughs> oh, nice. Yards after the catch, 102 out of his Ooh. 117. So Trevor Lawrence was basically throwing it one yard down the field. <laughs> I mean, I'm just messing. We'll see. Uh, but his his mosaic uh, rookie stained glass here, super sharp in 490 on September 2nd and only 300 on September 12th. I think and, you're going to see this. What? Oh, oh sorry. You say, you say what you're going to say, and I was going to bring up Joseph's comment. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I think you're going to see this quite a bit. Uh, going forward, um, cards that were selling super hot preseason, selling not so hot after the season starts, even if like the Jags won that game, I imagine this would not have sold for as much as it did preseason. Yeah. Uh, Joseph brings up a good point. He says, keep in mind, this is his first year of actual coaching. Um, the, the situation he was in with Urban Meyer last year was atrocious. And most people, unless you're Aaron Rodgers and um, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, uh, three years ago, you know, getting off to a hot start, or Kirk Cousins, and um, I can't remember the Vikings coach, new coach name now. You Tim know, McConnell. Kevin O'Connell, thank you. A lot of times it takes a little bit of time to get into a new system and be successful. Um, and I wouldn't be su- surprised if the Jaguars are one of the worst teams in the league and then hit their stride in a new system year two, year three. Yeah, and I'd recommend if you are looking you know, at Trevor Lawrence, cards just from a pure uh, market dynamic standpoint, it's like cards are super hot coming into this season. If they have a pretty poor year, and he has a poor statistical year again. But you believe in his talents. You believe that the Jaguars get like the second year under their belt. Like Nate said, um, might not be a bad idea to look. Also, prices drop a lot. You know, you know, uh, the what the what the Bengals did, right? Drafting Jamar Chase a year after drafting a quarterback. What yep. 
the uh, Dolphins did with Waddle. Um, you know, there's no there's no saying that the Jaguars don't have a top pick next year and grab the best wide receiver in the draft, and all of a sudden it's go time. Definitely. Uh, Patrick says, Aaron talking about Kirk on his fantasy team reminds me of how Nate would talk about his fantasy basketball team last year. He won a lot until Bradley Beal and Chris Paul got injured and started to be terrible. So keep uh, in mind, everyone, uh, brace yourselves. In about one and a half months, you have to start to listen to Nate talking about his fantasy basketball stream at least once per Slab Sox Live or Flip Quest. You know, I, didn't, I don't think I talked about it that much until all of my players got injured. Jared Allen, gone. Chris Paul, gone. Bradley Beal, gone. Um, Brandon Ingram, gone. You know, it was brutal. Absolutely. Speaking of gone, Gabriel says Nate's cough is gone. It does sound a lot better today. Still, there's a little bit there, but thank you. I haven't gone outside to breathe in the smoke. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, TJ Watt, man, pectoral tear most likely. I saw it live. I saw him grab right for the pec area. And I said, "Oh no, that man just tore his pec." So we will see what happens. He's getting a second opinion. Uh, very sad to see, given how amazing he was yesterday. He was dominating that Bengals offensive line, no matter where he lined up, and. Uh, was very excited to watch the season again with him. I really hope he's. It's not as bad as it seems. But his 2017 select rookie. Oh, he had it for stats wise. I know he had an interception on Joe Burrow at the line of scrimmage. I'm sure he had multiple tackles for a loss. I saw two and some sacks. Uh, but his 2017 select uh, Prism Auto Blue Prism Auto 49 sold for 290 as a PSU nine uh, back on July 16th. And then yesterday, it's a raw, so it's not an exact one to one comparison. But so far, 180. I don't know if that was a buy the low after the injury potentially where someone just accepted a lower offer. But still, that is $110 off. I'm not exactly sure if, you know, the PSA and I would make up all that 110 Yeah, just a tough scene for quite possibly the best defensive player in the NFL. Like, these, the similarities between him and J.J. Watt are unfortunate. Chris said, Anthony Edwards fire sale already seeing people dumping his cards based on the weekend. So when you say based on the weekend, Chris, do you mean like, oh, what's happening to these players once they start playing in the season? Because we're going to talk about that later in the episode. But um, let me know your thoughts. All right. 2020 optic, not optic, downers, DeAndre Swift, downtown rookie. Now, Nate, what did DeAndre Swift do yesterday? Uh, so DeAndre Swift kind of finally – Building on that promise of being a second-round pick, a early second-round pick last year, he had 15 attempts for 144 yards and a touchdown, and he also added on uh, three catches for 31 yards. So, you know, 175 yards total and a touchdown on only 18 touches. That's pretty good. Pretty good indeed. 182 for his downrest uh, downtown August 17th, and then 200, a little increase, very marginal. Someone was looking to spend 13 more dollars there. Um, also, Chris, I did see something like hit Twitter, but I didn't watch it yet. But that's definitely not good. Uh, he says his anti-gay comments made by Edwards video is circulating. Um, haven't seen anything on that, but definitely um, not a good situation at all. And uh, don't support that, obviously. And hopefully, uh, it maybe wasn't. What it seems, I don't know. I'd have to watch a video and you know find out. But dang, uh, did you guys end up winning one of the one-on-one TJ Hawkinsons last night? Hawkinsons, we did not. Hey, of any of them, what were you thinking would be the better one to grab? Obsidian, the cheapest one. <laughs> oh my gosh, so the XR, <laughs> I love it. Um, 
Bazooka Tom, good news. You two can still receive an honorary knighthood if you aren't on the British Monarch's Empire. Wow. I can't wait to get knighted as sir once I make the round to every single Premier League stadium that was ever in the Premier League. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Sweet. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I wasn't wrong. Uh, try it out. Try it out, Aaron. Just say uh, sir Nathan Rodabaugh just to see how it feels. I'm not saying that. There's no way. I will never call you <laughs> Gabriel, how about Max winning on yellow flag? Absolute thumbs down. Terrible. Terrible. Um, Swift only issue is health online looks improved. Yeah, I think he's hurt a lot last year, so hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah. Devin DuVernay, 2020 Mosaic Black Gold Choice out of eight PSA 10. was a $90 card back on April 16th, but didn't he have two touchdowns yesterday, Nate? Devin DuVernay, yeah, 55 yards and two touchdowns. How many yards? 55, I believe. Oh, I got you. I saw him catch a nice over-the-top pass from uh, uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. And uh, after the game, 160 on a best offer. Yeah. The exact same, uh, exact same one. Actually makes me question if that card was even ever sold in the first place. Dude, that's April 16th, bro. That's a long time ago. Look at the title and look at the card the card image. Oops. That's fair. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a little questionable. Um either way, 160 yesterday on the best offer, it looks like. Either way, uh the Ravens are gonna need one of their young Bateman or Duvernays to step up. So, you know, invest in a guy who's cheap and he becomes the number one wide receiver on his team and somebody has to get a thousand yards there yep Yep, i'm outside of mark andrews i agree (laughs) and then joseph says jk Dobbins returning a couple weeks might be bad for both players um well you never know how you know spraying the ball around running wise versus passing wise adjusted but i imagine more touches for Dobbins might adjust it um and then while we're on the subject of the ravens thoughts on lamar's contract situation on his card values um Interesting. Normally, a big contract definitely gets people jazzed up. So if he took like a two hundred million dollar extension, it's kind of like a huge hype. On Did you media. see the offer? Well, oh, it was fifty percent guaranteed. It, well, it was like two hundred ninety-one million over five years. Yeah. Um, and I think one hundred and thirteen, one hundred and thirty, something like that, guaranteed. And uh, he turned it down because he wants full guarantees, um, like Deshaun Watson got. The problem is only Deshaun Watson got full guarantees. Uh, Russell Wilson signed a contract after him, did not get a full guarantee, and somebody else signed a contract extension and didn't get a full guarantee, but Lamar wants that full guarantee, which I'm assuming that all other GMs are just like, nah, we're not going to do that. Because yeah, if, I mean, if you set that precedent uh, with Lamar, every quarterback you sign after this needs a full guarantee, and if quarterbacks start getting it, then top wide receivers want it and top pass rushers want it. And then everyone gets a fully guaranteed contract and guy gets injured and you're stuck paying him 20 million a year type of thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, even Mahomes' contract is 141 million guaranteed over like $500 million. And that's Mahomes who won a Super Bowl. All I know is this is that Cleveland might be the dumbest franchise of all time for that contract. Well, Cleveland's the dumbest franchise of all time because they reportedly did their digging and then were blindsided by some of the allegations that came out afterwards. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Chris, yeah. I don't know how many. I think you can only franchise a player now once or twice. I don't think they can keep 
franchising and franchising and franchising anymore. <clears throat> Got you. I think. Don't quote me on that. All right. Moving on to the next player. 2021 Panini 1 Trey Lance. This is the patch auto number out of 30. The sold for 765 on August 30th. Now, last night, you know, yesterday I was making some posts after the games, talking about different players, increasing, decreasing in price. I was considering, like, should I put Trey Lance into a post about, you know, he did not play great as his first game uh, as a start of this season, and he was super hyped coming this season. His prices were eclipsing most other, you know, rookie quarterbacks that have came out and everything. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? Should give Trey Lance, in a sense, a pass for the first game. Um, that weather was horrific, and it does not look like a situation where I don't want to throw a football in. Um, so we'll have to see, I think kind of like a wait and see on from a Trey Lance perspective of if, um, he's really going to be the guy, I guess this season in San Francisco, they re-signed uh, Jimmy Garoppolo on the most expensive backup quarterback deal. And he wouldn't do that if you didn't have at least probably second thoughts in your mind about maybe Trey Lance starting this entire season. Cause you know, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, you're able to make the NFC, uh, championship game last season, I think, or at least, yeah, NFC championship game against the, the Rams. Now. Nate, I think you're muted. You might have something to say. But before you go, really quick, I just want to point out that it did have at least a small effect in the market as that same patch auto, number 30, sold for 5.11 after the game. Not as many people probably are jazzed up after just a poor performance regardless of the weather. Um, Real quick thought here. What happens? Like, generally, I think we all probably are the same in that we assume that if there's five first-round quarterbacks – one or two of them are at least going to become good, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> one or, I'd say one or two. What happens if they're all bad? Oh, I if mean, they're all bad? They, what, you know, what have they, what has a- any of them shown so far, especially in week one? Zach Wilson's always injured and was absolutely atrocious last year. Uh, Mac Jones was decent and obviously overreaction one game wasn't very good. Um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't shown anything yet. Trey Lance, that was a pretty pitiful game, and he lost to Justin Fields and the Bears, who also Justin Fields. It's like, I mean, maybe, maybe this game was his coming out party, but I, I don't know. No, I think there's a lot to be seen with these guys. I mean, the money being spent on it. You know, we look up two years from now, or even maybe six months from now, and we're gonna say, wow, you know, this shook out pretty poorly, maybe for a lot that that bought these guys now without having any skin in the game on any of these guys, you know, it's kind of like we can say whatever we, you know, kind of think because it's not like that we would maybe end up losing money on like a Trey Lance. But um, I would do have to say like, if people do suffer losses, this isn't like a, Oh, like you lost money. It's just kind of like a, how it is, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, the odds play out that not all of them can make it, you know, in, in, in the NFL. And it happens. If every, if every rookie quarterback became good, there wouldn't be any quarterback positions open. Nope. And then we'd basically be sitting there like F1. <laughs> um, yep. 2020 Prism Tua Tagovailoa Color Blast PSA 10. Now, there are multiple sales of this thing before yesterday's game for like five to $6,000. Now, I don't know what happened here. I don't know if this is because of how the Dolphins played. I know that he actually had like a pretty decent game. All things considered with who you know his counterparts are who were drafted in the same draft class or 2021. But this card... PSA 10, I looked, I made sure I zoomed in. So for $3,000 after the game last night, and that's half the value that sold at multiple times before that as soon as a week ago. Now, that could just be a function of too many people wanting to grab a tour to a color blast at one time, needing to get it before the season starts, 
and then oh, another one hits auction. And all those buyers are satisfied, and boom, it sells for three thousand dollars. That's like a fifty percent decrease in like a week. Uh, a steal, possibly. None of people watching auctions last night, possibly. You know, first NFL week, maybe had some people over or whatever. But uh, pretty crazy to see, and I don't really know what to make of it right now until we see more cards sell. And uh, this is coming from a player that had some huge card sales during the offseason and the preseason. Yeah. But that's not to say he played bad because he won the game against the Patriots, and I don't think he threw a pick, and he had a pretty decent pass rating. I think he, he did all of those things. Put yeah. some respect on his name, bro. Oh, I am. I'm not saying that he's bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like it'd be biased if we didn't pull in an Aaron Rodgers card into this stream. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 2005, tops black border, rookie PSA 9, super hard card to grade. Uh, that black border definitely, I'm assuming, chips easily. Uh, $551 <laughs> on August 26th for an auction on that card before yesterday's game. After yesterday's game, a $100 drop down to 460 Now, $100 here or there can be a function of a million different things. You know, who's watching auctions, like I said, uh, a bunch of different stuff. But all I know is that, Yesterday's game probably didn't bring confidence to people who were like, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, another MVP season, if that's why they're buying him. Uh, or like, oh, wow, the Packers really have it figured out. So I would not be surprised by a $100 drop. But at the same time, remember, the Packers lost like 35-3 to to the Saints week one of last season. Um, and, you know, without Devontae, Alan Lazard hurt. The defense clearly did not know what they are doing yesterday, but has a lot of talent. We'll see if they can figure it out. And maybe a good buy the dip for this person who bought this black Aaron Rodgers. uh next up we've got joe burrow here so joe burrow um we had at the beginning with the graph but didn't want to highlight one of his rare cards i know someone said oh you know that's one of a million prism variations well here is his select concourse gold out of 10 psa 9 so for three thousand five hundred fifty dollars on march 22nd fast forward to today and remember that's pretty soon after the super bowl fast forward to yesterday and the sgc 10 so for 2800 um now yes it's not the exact same card or grade or not not the exact same grade it's the exact same card but I got to say, you know, gold out of 10, people are looking to buy no matter really which grading company they support for us. Like, you know, as as we feel with SGC and we're partners with SGC and we've had exact and amazing experience. Uh, so much that I'm looking at tons of slabs over here from SGC in our 830 submission. But uh, all I got to say is that if he did have a massive game yesterday, there's probably no chance that this sells for $2,800. And I do think that is a big detractor for anyone that was selling a borough last night. Nate's back. That's twice. That was twice. Hey, real quick, um, from the branch says, <clears throat> I'll pull it up. Trevor Lawrence actually showed, actually looked pretty good yesterday with multiple drop passes. And that is a thing that, like, they don't show me that on NFL Red Zone. You know, they're showing me highlights from all over the place. They're not showing me random drops in the middle of the game from Trevor Lawrence. And or, so, or a low light. A low light if it results in a defensive, you know, good play or something. Yeah. So it could be like a low light for Trevor Lawrence. Or or you know, when guys have interceptions and it ends up being a tip pass, a catchable ball tip pass that goes into the defender's hands and it goes off the you know, counts against the quarterback. One of those things where it is it is good to keep in mind that unless you actually watch the whole game, which most of us can't, um, or if you're watching on red zone, shout out Uzu TV, uh, you know, you're just not gonna see those plays. Josh says, when are you doing the 830 SGC submission reveal? Great question. Uh, the last car, uh, slabs actually like just came in the mail maybe an hour or two ago. Uh, an email will be sent out to everyone uh, sometime within the next two hours after this stream and notifying you about when the YouTube live reveal is going to be for all the SGC slabs. Here's like 1,600. Uh, so be excited. Get ready for that reveal. Um, and then all of them are going to be shipped within two business days um, from now. So pretty exciting stuff as there are a ton of awesome cards. And more cards coming in for the 915 submission too, which ships out in two days. 
uh, or three days. But if you do want to get into the 930 um, SGC submission with us, be sure to go to slabsex.com slash grading. $23 per card. Our last turnaround time for 1,600 cards was four business days from the time they received at SGC is shipped back to us. Um, it should be an awesome time um, for everyone who wants to watch the reveal, including Josh. You guys still have hope for the Brewers um, based on how many games are back? Not super big hope. I mean, it's possible. But, uh, it's possible, but Eric Lauer's injured. Freddie Peralta's injured. Aaron Ashby's injured. Devin Williams threw his two slowest fastballs of his um, career the last two games. That's not good. Yeah. So, That's you know, it's, uh, it's not looking very good on the old uh, Brewers even being healthy enough to try to pick up those last two games. Seriously. Uh, Rob says, what's up, guys? Thanks again for the awesome giveaway. Yes, Rob. Congrats. Last week on our YouTube Live, Rob was the winner of the SGC uh, contest giveaway. We did on our website, 10 free grades, and the Lewis Hamilton SGC 10 tops now, uh, which Rob is going to give to his kids. So pretty exciting stuff, and I hope that your kid enjoys. That's cool. Patrick Mahomes was probably one of the top two quarterback performers <laughs> this week, one or two. I guess maybe a lot of people probably said one, actually. I think it had like 148 passer rating. Uh, five touchdowns and uh, destroyed one. the Cardinals. What do you say? I said he's definitely number one. Definitely number one. I agree. I switched that as I was saying that. Definitely number one. Um, and his BGS 9.5 uh, encased Patrick Auto number 20, or dual jersey auto at 25 sold for 3600 on August 20th. But last night sold for 5885 or sorry, not 3585 And that was enough to pretty much maintain the price. Now, that's the difference when you think about prospects and sure fire things in a sense, if you want to speak about Mahomes like that, is that it takes a lot to make Mahomes' market go up right now, I'd say. Or maybe maybe it'll at least take a few weeks to where like some prospects got a five touchdown game and this guy is about to sell for like 10 times the price. Which I think is pretty crazy. And also remember, Mahomes' cards have pretty much been in the decline since the last year. And all has to do with expectations versus reality. People yeah. were expecting him to win MVP last year. They're expecting another Super Bowl. It didn't happen. His prices dropped. <clears throat> now the expectations weren't as high because they're all in the bills. And I feel like, Nate, this is almost not like an Aaron Judge situation exactly. But by the end of the season, you might look up and say, oh, Chiefs favorites to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes favorite to win the MVP. And then this thing's back up to seven grand like it used to be. Yeah. I, I You know, it's one of those things where could you make more money with Davis Mills by spending the same amount? Yes. Is it way, 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 way riskier? Oh, so for sure. Because you, you know the moment that Davis Mills has three bad games, that card's going to drop by 50%. Yeah. You know the moment that Mahomes has three bad games, a couple of people might cut bait. But unlikely. Right. And before we get to the very last slide of today's YouTube Live, I just want to point out that we do have a bunch of uh, whatnot streams going on this week, all at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Tomorrow I'm running a three-box uh, team break, actually, for Champions League Soccer. Uh, that includes Tops Finest, Top Stadium Club, and... Tops, Merlin, Chrome, all from 2020, the loaded rookie class. Um, it's the first time doing a team break in a while, so I hope that a lot of people are excited about that. And then on Wednesday, we have our Woods Brewing. We're giving away four different hobby boxes from soccer to celebrate the Premier League season, which is on pause um, because of the Queen dying. And then uh, also we are going to be doing some market talk and uh, looking ahead to the World Cup. And then Thursday, Nate's actually been doing something different here that he's done before. He's going to run some hit drafts. You're going to do some hit drafts yeah. for Tops, Tier 1, Bundesliga, um, featuring some good Ricky Oz of Florian Verts. I know there's autographs of leaving now, so Bellingham potentially in there, so it should be a fun time uh, on the whatnot streams. Be sure to click the link in the description of this video if you want to create an account and uh, join our streams this week.
for what's brewing and the pack breaks. Now, to end the stream, I want to have a small discussion around what does this mean for the rest of the market? I know we just talked about football for 40 minutes, and some people are like, I don't watch football or I don't collect football, and you know, we don't really buy and sell football at all either. But there is application you can take from this, and I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal um, applied to the other sports because the other sports have really long seasons. It's not only 17 games, and every single week really affects the prices for pretty fast. But you could just see how volatile the prices were um, just after this weekend, either good performance, bad performance. All we know is that those preseason prices were quite high for a lot of quarterbacks. And as you're thinking about the basketball season approaching in October, the hockey season approaching in October, baseball season is going to be coming to a close here with the playoffs coming. Um, and then obviously you've got F1 that's going to be coming to a close end of November and then soccer, which kind of lasts for the full years now. Um, but my point here is, is as those seasons approach, you do want to physically be thinking about when should I be selling? Because I think that people – I know we're in like year three, Nate, since maybe like the markets kind of exploded and people may, are learning a lot now, a lot more than they knew back then. You mm -hmm. still kind of get the sense that people weren't super aware of this whole football market dynamic. For this <coughs> starting. Some of these prices we were seeing were just so high that the, there's really only one place to go after that unless the player has an all time season. And I would just make sure that you all make a plan. Um, suggest you all make a plan for your cards you have of maybe any of these sports on the screen as the seasons approach or closing down. Because you should know with baseball, you don't sell the baseball cards right now unless someone has an amazing postseason. You're holding They're really on. only going to go one place until spring training next year. Where's that, Nate? Into my safe. <laughs> I buy them all for cheap. Right. Normally, baseball prices trend down, you know, at least through until December. Um, we've seen a little bit earlier uh, buying sprees happen than before the last couple of years. Before it always would take until like end of February, but now it's kind of like uh, beginning of January into the middle of February that that buying starts. And then uh, as for hockey, I don't have enough experience in the hockey car market. We do have some hockey cards this year, plan and sell at the preseason. Um, I've watched it for the last couple of years, um, but definitely see, you know, prices go up at preseason. So with Elias Peterson last year, Jack Hughes last year, and then prices drop after that. Um, and then with basketball um, that has been, kind of played out the last couple of years too, you know, Unless a player has an amazing start to the season, John Morant this past season, a lot of their stuff does start to trend down as well. Uh, so just <laughs> things to keep in mind as you are uh, coming into the uh, the upcoming seasons and the closing of baseball and everything, closing of F1, is that you kind of need to capitalize when you can, um, or at least if you're not holding stuff long term, think about when to sell. Nate, any thoughts on uh, you know different seasons approaching, different seasons closing, and uh, maybe what, what your mindset would be? I mean – for me, it's definitely if I've got baseball cards I'm not attached to, like um, I've got a couple of Dylan C's lying around that I didn't send in to get grade, and uh, he's been doing really well. Yeah, I'll be looking to <coughs> unload those before the offseason because he's going to potentially win a Cy Young, um, and I don't want to miss the boat on that and hold it till next year because that'd be foolish. So like that type of stuff, I'm definitely looking to move. Um other guys, you know, if I had some prospects that are still in the minors, yeah, I'm holding those and seeing what happens next year as the uh, momentum builds for the majors and minors and spring training and stuff. Um, other sports, though, I mean, I'm not going to talk about soccer because I don't know enough. I'm not going to talk about hockey or F1, but for basketball specifically, um, once football has, I feel like once football has started and is, you know, the hype is gone because now we're just week to week. Then people turn to basketball because that starts middle of October, 
uh, maybe second to last week of October. Um, and so we're in September right now. Regular season is right around the corner. And I do think it's probably a good time to be like, hey, what should I do with my basketball cards? And for me, I'm probably, if I had them, I'd probably be looking to, if if they're up, make money, don't take on any of that risk of a player having to perform well. Yeah, and I think that's the most important part, too, is you kind of do have to see what's happening to make a decision. Um, but, like, I think a lot of the football cards, I very much so would have had sold before the season for guys that increased 30, 40, 50%. There's too much risk, you know, going into that season. Yeah. Uh, Chris, be honest. If you caught Albert Pujols' 700th home run or Judge's 62nd home run ball, would you keep it or give it back to the player? And Bazooka Tom said, sad to admit, I'd probably keep it. All I got to say is this. After seeing what Tom Brady bartered with the person to get his football back, these guys have got so much memorabilia, I would trade it for something. I'd get him the ball. I wouldn't keep the ball, but, like, all right, they got to <laughs> trade me something. Yeah, I'd, I'd trade it. If I caught, if I caught um, Poole's 700th home run ball, I know he just made like $30 million a year, year after year after year. So, uh, Albert, look, amazing. But this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, I would also like a couple million dollars to uh, <laughs> to set set myself up for life. Uh, I would request uh, 30% of your contract for the last three years. <laughs> But for real, I mean, I think that that's only right. I mean, people pay to, to get in the seats. You know, you put yourself in the position, get the historic thing, trade it back. That's what, I mean, I wouldn't want, need to keep it, but I definitely would. Like, if it's like a first home run ball, then yeah, definitely give that back to the guy. And if you get a signed baseball out of it or something, sweet. But man, a 700th home run, oh, that would be so expensive. Definitely. Uh, Bazooka Thompson, 700, I'd probably trade back. Bazooka Thompson, 62nd, I'd probably keep. <laughs> well, if anyone else has any questions uh, for us, we've got a few minutes left. Um, any questions <laughs> pertaining to the sports car market, sports in general, uh, anything at all, feel free to drop in the comments. We'll hang out for a couple of minutes here to see if anyone does have any questions, as is kind of you know a little free time right now. Um, and Rob says, hey, Nate, give us a prospect you think would be a great pickup. Oh, let me... Uh... Let me go to my notes and see if I have anything written down. <clears throat> I'm very bad off the top of my head. Uh, man, there's, there's, uh, there are some choices. Should have put more in my notes than, I don't know. Um, personally, for me, this winter, I'm going to be looking into getting some Jacob uh, Miserowski cards he's going to be in draft presumably he's a brewer's prospect obviously um and he was one of the top pitching prospects in the draft and the brewers have been really good uh, outside of that <coughs> there's like a number of guys that i'm hoping get cards in 2022 bowman chrome um that i might have names for but uh i don't really have any names off the top of my head that i can i can give you uh shin Mara. Ari, I, this one's very hard to pronounce. Me apologies. Uh, Joseph asked, "Do you offer cleaning and evaluation prior to SGC submission?" And then they said, "I second this." Uh, we do not. Um, we don't offer evaluation on cards. You know, to tell you what we think that they'll grade or recommend if you should grade them or not. Um, our service solely is for us to you know put together bulk submission, get the cards from you to us to SGC, get you a massive price break, and provide amazing customer service along the way. Um, SGC's price on our website is $30 per card. 
Ours is $23 per card on our website, slabsex.com slash grading. Four business days was the last turnaround time for 1,600 cards. Uh, based on the volume of cards we get in and just from the pure, like what it is uh, standpoint, I think it's an extremely valuable uh, trait to know how to grade cards um, as an individual. Like the way that I learned a lot about grading cards, looking at the cards, seeing what they think they might grade is straight through trial and error. And I think for someone who uh, might be yourself, if you're looking to submit, I highly recommend taking a couple of cards, looking them over, writing down notes, taking <coughs> pictures of what you see and why you think it might grade a certain way, sending it in, getting the card back and comparing it to your notes and seeing what they grade at and what you got. I think the best way to learn is to try it on there. And I think once you get to that point, it's just kind of like clockwork at that point. Um, and it, and it's a great skill to have. Uh, so I would highly recommend, you know, some main cards, Cesar Grain, great price, great turnaround time, great customer services. A lot of people have experience. I've gotten some great feedback. And then uh, you'll learn a lot yourself, too. And I think it's a very valuable skill to have. Uh, Will says, Nate, are you a buyer for Michael Harris? Seems super legit. I may in offseason, but prices are pretty huge considering his contract extension. Um, so personal preference time here. For me, I don't like buying guys after they've exploded. Uh, I think my the thrill for me in sports card investing isn't like, say, pure dollars and cents, more along the lines of like finding a guy that I think can blow up and buying into him. Michael Harris has already blown up, so I wouldn't do that. But like Dylan Cease last year, I actually bought a couple of his cards being like, hey, I think he might be able to win a Cy Young. And lo and behold, we're at this point this year and he has been really good. And so that's really what I enjoy doing. So like. You know, if you're already up in the majors <coughs> um, and having a good year, I probably am not going to, like, buy you. So, for me, Michael Harris would be a no. Got you. Uh, Chris had a question a little earlier on. Top three under the radar pickups for Qatar, the World Cup. Uh, that is a great question. Um, I don't feel like I'm in a position necessarily to recommend three under the radar pickups. Um, from at least a couple things that we have, we you know I bought a Rom Weston McKenney card at the uh, National for a good value. I felt it got graded, it got a nice grade, but I will be looking to sell that pretty much right around before the World Cup. Um, don't want to you know pick that up to try to flip it during the World Cup necessarily, but want to sell it before. Um, and I I would just I guess recommend um to if you are looking for some under the radar you know pickups, definitely start watching some of the club matches uh, as the rest of the season goes here before. Uh, the World Cup hits. There is an international break for soccer before that, too. So there's not too many uh, more matches before the World Cup that's coming in November. Um, but I would recommend this. If you are looking to hear some under the radar Qatar pickups, I would highly recommend watching. On It was just posted on Saturday. Our guy, Andrew, from St. Croix Cards, is running a Road to the World Cup series here on our YouTube channel and our podcast network. And he's doing one episode every single Saturday leading up to the World Cup, talking about every single group in the World Cup, the different players for each team, why they're effective, why they're not effective, what clubs they play for, why you might want to look into them, why you might not want to look into them. It's a great series that will do you a way better service than me sitting here and just throwing three names out that I've been looking at or, you know, like Pedri. Like I'm excited about Pedri just because I think he's awesome, plays in Barcelona and Spain. But, uh, you know, not necessarily under the radar. Uh, Andrew's the guy that you're going to want to watch for that. We got another comment here. Um, Jimmy says uh, about the World Cup, do you think the soccer market will become oversaturated with everyone unloading their cards for the World Cup? 100%. If you listen to our market report from last week that we put out with uh, um, Card Talk on the 1.37 p.m. YouTube channel or read the article on 1.37 p.m. blog, uh, we do a market report every single month that just dropped last week. And we actually interviewed, funny enough, Andrew from St. Croix Cards for that, and we spoke about that quite extensively. 
a lot of people are going to be selling as a lot of people peg that as the time to sell their soccer cards if they're not a soccer fan and they're going to want to get that money out regardless if the cards are increased or decreasing in price and too much su- uh, supply in the market will lead to oversaturation and I believe that the prices will dip on quite a few things. And Adam says, such a great feeling when your grades actually match your predicted grade or when your actual grades pr- match your predicted grades. Just be realistic. It is. It is a great feeling. And uh, Jason Dominguez have been playing well lately. Is that uh, what you see, Nate? Yeah, the home run from both sides of the plate the other day in the same game. Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, we have hit 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We hope you all have a fantastic rest of your night, and we thank you all for coming to this Slabsocks YouTube Live show. Make sure to come back next week, Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for our 100th Slabsocks YouTube Live. That's crazy. I mean, that's a lot of weeks. That's over two years. I've pretty much done it every single Monday or on Tuesday for a holiday uh, for the last two years over that. Um, and it's just been a great time with everyone here. We appreciate you all coming once again. And be sure to come to Sunday's uh, YouTube Live on the FlipQuest on PWCC as we will be giving away a $300 card. So we hope to see you all there. And uh, Nate, anything else? That's it for me. Everyone have a good night. See you, everyone.